Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of the I'm Wrong, You're Right podcast. This is your host, Jeff Clutterbuck. Alongside me, remotely, as always, is Tony Ferrari. Tony, how's it going? Not too bad. On a chilly Sunday morning here in Wisconsin. Yeah, it would be nice if the uh, Packers had been playing today, but obviously that was not in the cards for this season. Not at all. (laughs) I always do remember, though, when they made the Super Bowl back in the 31 season, that it was, you know, being touted as the Ice Bowl 2, and it was freezing, they were playing Carolina. I mean, that game, that was such a great game. Yeah, that was a, a proud moment in Wisconsin history. And the fact that it was at Lambeau, too. I mean, I think some people probably would agree that those are the games that you actually kind of have stronger feelings towards, especially if you're playing at home. Because the Super Bowl is always going to be somewhere that you really have no ties to whatsoever. I mean, playing in Dallas in the new stadium when they won, I mean, that means that means nothing to me. But when they win at Lambeau to go to the Super Bowl, that's always pretty awesome. Right. And you and I have really... You and I, that's the only time that we've seen that because they've only been to the Super Bowl twice in our lifetimes, and they were on the road every single time for the other one. Were they on the road for 32? You know what? That's, yes, they were. Because, you know what? I believe, if I re- memory serves, they beat the Niners to go to the Super Bowl that year. Was it? I, can't, I cannot remember that. Yeah, because it looks like here in 1996, so the Packers were 13-3. and three, They won the Super Bowl, right, which we knew that. Um, the previous game was, yes, we were at San Francisco. Okay. And we won 23-10. to 10. They must, the, the Niners must have beaten the Packers that year because they both had the same record. So I'm assuming that there must have been a head-to-head that we lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. But... Needless to say, we digress. (laughs) (laughs) The topic of today's episode is one that I'm going to let Tony, it was uh, Tony's idea, so I'm going to let him take point on this one to kind of go over what we're going to be talking about. Tony, what are we we discussing? Uh, I thought it'd be interesting if we would go over the teams throughout sports and history that, you know, were hyped up to be something special or were going to be something special, but then never panned out to ever really accomplish much of anything. I guess sort of like people claiming that, you know, this is the next great dynasty or this is the next great, you know, team that's going to win over the next, you know, three to five years and, you know, nothing ever happened. So I thought it's cool to go through that or just go through teams that were fit that uh, criteria. So my first question then, while we kind of think about what teams would qualify for this, if during the stretch that they were supposed to be good, if they won a championship, does that mean we are excluding them or are we including them? Well, I guess it depends on like, you know, did they make it to one? Like if it was a one and done year for them or what if, if, if you knew that like, okay, this is the last year for them to win or was this like, you know, they made it to a championship, you know, five years in a row, but they only won one time. I mean, I I guess, you know, I guess it's kind of hard. Then I mean, one of the teams that I have on here kind of fits into that, but I feel like they should have won more than what they did. So I, 
I guess it kind of feels like, like it's the the team, I guess, in general. Well, I guess you could argue. I mean, if you're looking at the the most accomplished team, if you frame it, you know, in the kind of way that you have where it's, you know, they never really took that step. Would you say that the like the Buffalo Bills of the 90s, are they the best example of what you're talking about? I guess you could say that, but then at the same time, like, the teams they were always going up against were always so much better than them. Theoretically. I, I talk from a standpoint of, like, you know, this was the team that was dominant, you know, throughout the course of the season, and then you knew they should have won the whole thing at the end of the year. In Buffalo's case, it was like, you know, the, the best shot they had at winning a title was the the first year that they went. And then they were going up against juggernauts every year after that. They weren't right. So you're saying it's from your perspective, it's basically like the team that never really realized their potential. Right. I mean, this would be like if Golden State right now had made it to the finals every year with the teams that they'd had and only won one title so far. Right. We would look back and we would say they, you know, they squandered an all-time roster. Right. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. So. I guess, you know, since we just were talking about, I mean, we were, t- we were talking about the Packers right before we started with, you know, the actual discussion. So, I mean, do you look at either of the Packers Super Bowl teams as being examples of this? I look at everything after the teams after that first Super Bowl win, because, I mean, we were all in the same boat when we said that when they won that first Super Bowl back in 2010, it's like, you know, this is the next big dynasty, you know, they, how many are they going to win over the next, you know, five years? And Rogers was still, I mean, he wasn't even at his prime yet. And they went, and they went 15 and one that following year. So it wasn't as if, you know, at least a 96 team, they did make it back to the Super Bowl again. So you could argue that, you know, they didn't win, but making it to two consecutive Super Bowls. Okay. Like, you know, you could argue that's, that's that's pretty good, you know. Not too many teams necessarily do that, but for that, you're talking about the 2010 team where we all thought, yeah, like now Rodgers is going to be amazing. They went 15 and one, and then you know we talked about them losing to the Giants, and from that point on, it's been so close and yet not able to do it. Right, and then of course you go back to the the 2014 season where it was like that was that seems to be like that was their last shot. At, at making it to the Super Bowl where they should have won or should have gone to it. Yeah, I mean, since the Super Bowl, I pulled up the Packers. I pulled up the Packers results since they won the Super Bowl. 2011, lost the division. Or in the divisional round, excuse me. 2012, lost in the divisional round. 2013, lost in the wild card. 2014, lost in the conference final. 2015, lost in the division and 2016 lost in the conference. So, I mean, there's a stretch right there of at least two other opportunities where you were a game away right. and just weren't able to, including one of those all-time worst losses that you could ever imagine. Right. I mean, that was what against the 49ers and the, and the Falcons, wasn't it? Uh, the two conferences were one was against the Falcons and one was against the Seahawks. Well, so the Seahawks won... I mean, you were in that game, but then, of course, you, you know, you were up like, what, 19 to six with three and a half minutes left. And then I'm thinking about the, 
the last conference final were against Atlanta where you just got blown out immediately at the beginning of the game. And then the the game against the 49ers where Kaepernick just ran all over you. Yeah, you know, I was looking back for that game too. That was actually in 2012. Right. I always, I always thought it was a conference final, but that was in 2012. But from 2011 to 2014, so that was four consecutive seasons, the Packers won the division in each of those years. And still, it, I mean, it's I don't want to just be Packer-centric for this, but we always talk about – again, failing to live up to Rogers potential as a, as a quarterback. And here we are. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this team definitely falls under what I was talking about. I mean, you made it to, I mean, even again, like you go through even the year prior to that in 09, when they lost to the Cardinals and that, that overtime loss, even I mean, even since then, I I mean, again, you can't you can never discount a team for winning a, a championship, but you've been in a position where you should have made more of what you made you currently have, and now of course now we're in the downturn, and we don't know if we're even gonna ever make it to the playoffs again. <laughs> well, and truth be told, I don't think there's really too many Wisconsin teams from you know, our lives as fans. I don't think there's too many Wisconsin teams beyond the Packers that actually fit into this category because even your, you know, the good Bucks teams or the good Brewers teams, which there haven't been that many of, it wasn't as if there was unrealized potential in those. I mean, I don't think there's any of these teams where I look back and I say, oh man, you know, they should have won the World Series or they should have won the NBA Finals. Getting there would have been nice and, you know, that would have been great. But besides the Packers, I think Wisconsin sports tend to be, you know, we, we don't have this as much as some other franchises do. Right. Well, I think when the Bucks and their Brewers do it, it's like, you know, you feel like you're just enjoying the ride, the fact that you've been terrible for, you know, how many years leading up to that. And then you're finally there and you don't you don't make it. But then you're feeling like, OK, next year is when things are going to happen. And then it never does. So really, you could argue that this upcoming season for I mean, regardless of, you know, regardless of what the Bucks finished the season with and then for the Brewers, this will be this could be the start of those higher expectations. Like we could be getting to a point where the Brewers or the Bucks get to this point starting now. For the Brewers, I would say yes. But at the same time, I would like to tell fans to like, you know, chill. Don't <laughs> expect like, okay, now we're going to the world series. Like, I don't think that should be the expectation. I mean, making it because again, the, the team was on, you know, a great high from the end of that season, all the way leading up to the, you know, the NLCS. But I, again, that doesn't always happen in following years. You know, things have to bounce your way. So where this year it could be the exact opposite where everything goes against you and, you know, you just have another crushing defeat somewhere along the way. So, I, I mean, I feel that fighting for the division and making it into the playoffs should be your expectation at least. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair point. And you know what? Before we get into the specific teams, let's just take a quick break, and then we'll get back and kind of talk about some of the other outside of Wisconsin teams that we've been thinking of. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
We are back on the I'm Wrong, You're Right podcast. We're talking about those teams that, you know, you could say never really lived up to the expectations that were placed on them or those almost great teams that just couldn't quite cut it. So, Tony, what when you were coming up with this question, who was you know the primary example that you were thinking of? The primary example for this, I feel, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I want to say back at, what, 2010, I feel, till about 20, God. It was 20, yeah, 2012 was when they actually made it to the finals. So it'd be, again, the, the team that I'm referring to is the one with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. Right, that that core. And I'm pretty, if I recall correctly, he got traded after that finals loss. So, yeah, days before did the they, start of the did next Did he get season. traded or did they let him walk? They He technically was traded to the Houston Rockets. Okay. So, yeah, you're talking about basically, yeah, that, that three-year run where that core was coming together. Right, and I thought there was somewhere along the line where they didn't want to pay Harden. Or they don't want that, to pay luxury tax for him. That is, and that's why they ended up trading him because right. they couldn't agree to a contract extension. Which again just blows my mind because you had on a team that young and developing three MV, literally three MVPs on one team. I mean, that I just, mean, that's. I don't think that's. Has any team had that ever? Like a core group like that, where you had three MVPs on one team. I mean, I don't think so because even even going back to those Celtics years, I mean, I must Russell, I think won most of the MVPs on those teams, and there wasn't anybody else. I mean, the Jordan Jordan was the one MVP. No, I don't think that's ever really existed. Or even with like Kobe and Shaq, I mean, the, you had right. two, but you never had three of them. The only way that that could change is if somehow this you know this Warriors team. But even this Warriors team, because Durant's won the MVP, um, Curry has, but no one else is going to. No. I mean, even as good as that team is, I mean, yeah, Clay's never going to win one. Or and even with Boogie, I don't think he's going to win one either. Now, I guess you could, you know, the, the Thunder fans would probably argue that there was no way it was going to work regardless. But your point is that they but had the- such an extraordinary lineup of talent and they they didn't do anything with it. Right. They squandered it. But I, but again, like you had the chance to sign him. You were just going to have to pay the luxury tax for him. Mm -hmm. So again, you, you had the option to actually keep that group together. Now, again, down, down the road, it was never going to work, but for another, you know, two to three years, you could have. Well, I mean, yeah. And that's the thing about that team. That was, I mean, again, you would just, you would say after that, I can't really remember at the time if there was a lot of talk of Harden not resigning. I feel like everybody just assumed because by to those three. And I know for a fact that Chris Bosch has even said after after the fact when he was, you know, doing various podcasts, he said that during that finals, Harden was the one that they focused or they keyed in on trying to stop. It wasn't Durant and it wasn't even Westbrook. It was Harden was the guy that they were trying to keep from going off. Right. And he did not have a good finals either. Harden did not. No, probably just because of the focus. So you would have thought that one of those other two guys would have popped up, but 
Right. And I mean, I, I guess at the time, you know, they had, they were so young and they had just made it to their first finals. But again, you were like, you were under the assumption that, okay, you know, next year and the year after that, when you had this team together, like this is the team you're going to have to go through now. And it just never happened. I mean, they never even made it back to another finals. Now you could, I mean, they, they were the closest, I suppose, to knocking out the Warriors, but the point is they didn't. Now you also talked about, and I thought it was interesting. I mean, there's no doubt that LeBron's, you know, or the big three heat teams were really good, but if we, sit back and we think about it you know when they did that whole press conference when he first signed and they said not five not six you know not yeah. seven yep. I mean I feel like everybody generally was was believing oh so they're just gonna win the next six championships right and 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 they I mean again they won two and they lost two I feel that you know as, when you brought this up to me you talked about these guys this particular heat team and I kind of had to agree and say, you know what? I honestly thought they were going to do more. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that, you know, the first finals that they made against the Mavs, you like, you should have won that series. And you didn't. I mean, LeBron was nowhere to be found. There is no way that Heat team should have lost. Exactly. And then the following year, you go up against the Thunder, where, again, like, this is an inexperienced team. I feel like if had they gone up against a better, more experienced team, they probably could have lost. The following year, you should have lost. I mean, if Ray Allen doesn't make that corner three, you lose to the Spurs, and then you get blown out the following year against the Spurs again. And while we're you know talking about basketball in general tone, um, you were thinking of another team, and I totally – I mean, these guys are probably, I think, even, an even better example than the Thunder – just because, well, you know, I shouldn't say that because we're talking about we're talking about the mid '90s Magic, and you know, so they went to one finals, they got swept by the Rockets. I guess my initial thought was these are the perfect example, but then you think about the fact that Jordan was coming back into the league, and I don't know if you could ever say when Michael Jordan was playing, oh, these guys should have you know won multiple titles. But I think for that little stretch, I mean, it was definitely assumed that they were going to at least go back to another one. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Shaq was with them for, well, another three or four years after that, wasn't he? The final? Well, he was with them for, so he, so they went to the finals. Then the following year, they lost, they, they beat Jordan and the Bulls. But that was the year he came, or the, like, midway year he came back. No, yep, that was right. Yep, so then, yeah, so they went to the finals the year that, no, wait, no, 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 it must have been, it must have been, as I'm trying to think here, because they went to the Magic beat, the 94-95 season. Yeah, you're, no, you're right, yep. So Jordan came back that season, Magic beat them, went to the finals against Houston, then the following year, they lost to the seventy-two and ten Bulls. I think they it was like four to one or four zero. They got swept out, and then Shaq left. Oh, okay. But I think your point still remains that I mean, you just kind of assume that one, he's not going to leave because that team is really good, and two, they just looked amazing. And Shaq was, I mean, Shaq was young. Shaq highlights are some of my favorite to go back and watch because that he was insane, right? 
just insane. I mean, you can even go and say like the Suns of the '90s as well. You know what I mean? The Barkley Suns. I mean, you would have at least thought they would have made another finals you know again when jordan's in the league it's hard to imagine other people winning right but that was a i mean those were really good suns teams i those were always my, my second favorite teams i loved barkley as a kid he was probably either my favorite or second favorite player oh yeah and i mean and it feels it feels like you know we could sit here and go with this conversation with the um with the nba for quite a bit i feel like in the other sports i mean i Part of the thing is the NBA tends to be the league where you can actually establish dynasties and have multiple trips to the finals a lot easier. Because that doesn't happen, unless you're the Patriots, that doesn't happen in the NFL very often. Uh, In hockey, it's kind of the same thing. You know, I don't think there's really a great example of a hockey team. I mean, if we just, let's say from 2010 to now, you know, the Blackhawks and the Kings both won multiple and the championships. Penguins won multiple championships. So, you know, I mean, everybody's kind of fulfilled their destiny with regards to that. Now, I would argue, and maybe I'm slightly um, biased in this way, but given how people are talking about, you know, the Maple Leafs the last couple of years, and especially this season, they're one of those teams that everyone just assumed, oh, well, they're a super team. They're just going to make the Stanley <laughs> Cup, you know, and it's not really going out that way so far, which makes me joyous to no end. <laughs> but, you know, it, that's that's the closest thing in hockey that I can think of because there haven't been too many teams that, you know, if they were supposed to be good well, I, that haven't. I think, uh, I mean, going outside of uh, hockey and uh, basketball, I think the Cubs right now, are falling into that category because again you have a super- yeah but I mean the Cubs the the Cubs I think I feel like the Cubs get the excuse though the Cubs had a hundred years where they didn't win so like the fact that they finally actually won a championship it almost makes me really hard to judge them for not do, doing anything else right but if you have a super team like that like you should yes I mean they haven't even made it back to the World Series. You know what? That's true. I mean, even if you take it on face value, you would have assumed that the Cubs would have been back. Right. I mean, didn't they lose? Like, didn't the following year, didn't the Mets beat them uh, after they they won the title? Because I mean, the Mets were playing against the Dodgers, right? Yeah. I, no, no, no. It, no, it wasn't. It was the Mets. Yeah, it was the Mets, Dodgers, NLCS, wasn't it? Yeah. So have they even made it back to the NLCS? I don't think so. You know what? Like, you can... You can talk a little bit more about the Cubs. I'll look that up and see what they've done. Or, I mean, you could go with the Nationals as well. I mean, that's a team. That, Ooh, the, Nas- the Nationals, that's a good one. I mean, that's a team that is constantly in the in the playoffs, and they don't even – they haven't even made a NLCS, have they? I don't think they have. Oh, no. I mean, they haven't even gotten out of the NLDS, I believe. Well, then I guess that's a team – I mean, okay, switching gears again. I mean, the Capitals up until last year – I mean, that was a team that always seemed to make it into the the made it in the Stanley Cup. No, they never even made it in the Stanley Cup, did they? Other than last year. Um, no, they had not made they had not made the Stanley Cup since like the late nineties. Right, but that was a team that seemed to be like on the cusp of always making it to it, and they never it never happened. 
Right. I mean, they had a lot of good teams. And I mean, they were good enough to the point where it became like a, a hockey meme to say that the Capitals were going to lose. <laughs> All right. Now, I want to jump back to the Cubs here for a second. Okay. So in 2015, okay. So 2015, 2015, they lost to the Mets. That was the year the Mets made it to the World Series. Okay. So they went to the NLCS that year. The following year, they went to the World Series and they won. Yep. And then it's not showing me what 2017, but I'm pretty sure that they haven't made it again to the NLCS. No, because we know this past year, we know it was the it was the Dodgers twice that made it to the World Series. Right. And the Brewers played them last year and the year before the year before, I want to say it was the Dodgers and the Mets. That could have been. So your point remains, though, like the Cubs haven't, you know, or you I guess you could even argue the Dodgers then. Right. On the flip side of that. But I guess it's, it. I mean, the jury's still out on both those teams because you don't know what's going to happen. Like they could still, they could still win. Like their window's not open. Right. Although again, it's the Dodgers certainly seem like they're squandering a heck of a lot of chances here. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, so I guess in baseball, yeah, baseball probably is, those are the best examples. Cause again, a lot of the other teams, you know, Houston, was one of those rare examples where everyone was kind of talking about them for, you know, a couple of years, you know, watch out for Houston in 20, you know, 16 or whatever, they're rebuilding the farm system and Houston actually lived up to those expectations. Right. And I feel like that's still, you know, I mean, other than obviously you have to go through Boston, but, and New York, Ugh. but maybe Houston's going to be a team like that where they're always winning divisions, but, because you're dealing with those two juggernauts that you just, you never make it any further. Well, it just goes to show you how hard it is to even, I mean, how hard it is to establish a successful franchise to where you're even, the fact that you're even in this conversation means that you're having success that a lot of other people aren't. Right. I mean, we talked about the Packers before. I'll just bring it back to them. If you showed people they're you know, from 2010 to this past season, you know, and you said to, let's, I don't know, like a Bengals fan, would you take that, you know, those results? I think most people would say, heck yeah. I mean, you win the division multiple times, you're in the playoffs, a couple of conference finals. I think in a vacuum, people would say, oh, you are an incredibly successful team. Right. But for a Bengals fan, I feel like that's just a step above where you've been for the last decade. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, they have won. I mean, they've won the division a few times, haven't they? I think maybe like once or twice. But they were always in the playoffs and never, and they always lost. Never made it any further than that. It's just, you know, it, it is just crazy that it, as a fan, it has to be so frustrating. I mean, I, I say it as a Packer fan, you know, we talk about how frustrating it is. And there's a certain level of being spoiled for sure. I mean, a lot of people would say, you guys actually have won a Super Bowl and, you know, it hasn't even been 10 years. So stop your complaining. But then at the same time, it's like, it's not our fault. Our team's this way, but we are, we have a right to complain because we expect more of them. Because if my expectation is, you know, oh, if they make it in the playoffs, I'm just happy as a clam. And, you know, if they get blown out, well, then I'm just fine with that. Like, no, that's not how it is. Like, I expect my team to win and win all of it. I mean, that, I mean, that, that should be a fan, fan's perspective in general. Right. I mean, you can take pleasure in 
you can take pleasure in them making it and having a good run. But I think you always, you know, there's always a part of you that would be sad if they didn't finish the job. And, you know, it may be five or 10%, but, you know, there's always at least a percentage, even for those teams that go on miracle runs, because you know how hard it is to get back to that point. I mean, I'm not, you know, the biggest fan of Wisconsin college sports, but the Badgers making it those two years, I fully recognize that the fact that they didn't win has to absolutely crush Badger fans. Not, I don't think it does. I think a lot of people were happy with them just making the final four. Oh, see, I, th- I mean, and I, <laughs> I don't know about again, that. It's I th- no different than like Badgers fans, like just being happy that they would make the Rose Bowl and not like playing for a national champion championship. I suppose. I think a part of you just, it's still a disappointment if you look back on it again. I mean, there's plenty of good moments to be had and it wasn't, it wasn't as if you would trade the results of that, but there has to be a part that recognizes, you know, who knows when Wisconsin basketball would ever get to that point again. Right. The fact that they couldn't get one is just frustrating. Well, even that though, you know, that stretch where the Badgers made it to, I mean, it was a couple of Rose bowls, wasn't it? You, um, yeah, I mean, they had a decent stretch of Rose Bowls. And again, they didn't win any of them. But people were, I think people were fine with them just making it to the Rose Bowl. I suppose that part of the difference with college sports is that, you know, <laughs> there is a championship. But for a lot of, you know, because there are so many colleges, you look at the Rose Bowl or, you know, in March Madness, plenty of people are just fine with the Final Four appearance. Like, it's kind of a little different in the NFL where you would say, you know, making it to the NFC title game, that's not viewed in the same way as the Super Bowl. Whereas in March Madness, when you say you made it to the final four, I mean for a lot of people, that is just absolutely the pinnacle of accomplishment. Or, or even making it to like the sweet sixteen and people are freaking out and happy about that. Right, depending on like what school you went to exactly. But again, I I mean, I guess Wisconsin college sports is a good example of like teams that don't live up to you know or just I guess I guess not living up is the right phrase to say I guess not finishing the job is better better right yeah and it's definitely it's definitely something that you know as a fan you don't like to I mean you can enjoy the journey and then it just stinks when it ends and you're like oh man like this season is done you know if the bucks let's say the bucks this season were to lose in the second round of the playoffs a, I would lot be of, a lot of people would be mad and i think justifiably absolutely i mean you've been good all year it's not like you've been you know hovering around like a seventh or eighth seed and you know it, this is like Giannis's second year of being good i mean this is they this are is literally a year they are literally i mean if you just go off of statistics or standings you can argue and say the Bucks were the best team in the NBA at various points during the year. Right, right now, I mean, for a long, the longest time, they've had the best record in the NBA. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> right, I, that is. And I'm enjoying the ride. I mean, I love watching the Bucks, but you know, now those expectations have shifted. Where, you know, I would expect. I think you know we talked about this. I think on our New Year's resolutions, you know, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals at the very least. Oh, absolutely. And again, I think I think it's different for Bucks fans because that core group of fans that have been through the ups and obviously 
downs, their expectations shift with the actual team where, you know, if they're good at the end of the year, you're going to have those bandwagon fans are just going to jump on. And it's like, you know, if they get out of the first round or whatever, you know, they'll just be happy with that. But I think that the, the Bucks fan base to the core, yeah, they expect with this team be, being as good as it is right now to make it to the, I, I dare say the finals. Oh, just even saying those words makes me go crazy. Cause I just can't believe we're living in a world where that's actually possible. <laughs> And that's the thing too. That's not that's not that far out of the realm of possibility where this team is good enough to go to the finals. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you could, you know, experience always comes into play. But you know, this Bucks team, it's not as if this is the first year they'd be going to the playoffs. Anyways, you know, how many years in a row now has it been? So you know, we lost to. Toronto this no we lost to Boston those most recent year yeah lost to Toronto the year before so there's been at least two straight and was there did we lose to Toronto the year before I think it was either Toronto or Chicago right so I mean this Bucks team has actually made it into the playoffs so yeah I don't think you can really argue well they don't understand what playoff pressure is like you know they know that they're really talented so the longer this goes the more convinced I become that yeah they need I mean it would be disappointing to go anything lower than the finals. I mean, the conference finals. Right. And I, I, I think they're, they should be at least the first or second seed going into the playoffs. Well, you'd hope so. I mean, they should, I mean, unless Philly somehow catches fire, but that's almost, that's almost a whole different podcast. (laughs) Well, hopefully, you know, in three months or so, we'll be talking about the NBA playoffs and where the bucks stand at that point. Yeah, I think I think you may be right, Tone. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we will be right back. Hey, everybody. We are back on the I Am Wrong, You're Right podcast. Uh, Tony and I are kind of wrapping things up here for this episode. Again, we've been talking about those teams that just never made it over the hump or those teams that had really high expectations and we all thought were going to go on to bigger and better things, but it just never worked out. And I think tone that we definitely, you know, we definitely found some pretty good examples from across the sports spectrum of what this looked like. Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, one of the teams was our own that we got to experience through. Yep. And, you know, I guess everybody at some point probably goes through this as a sports fan. I mean, you could, you know, Browns fans, let's say even Browns fans now that the team's actually started to look halfway decent. You know, if they were to a lot of people talking them up, having high expectations, I'm sure some people next year will pick them to win the division. I, let's I, just, one let's of those just, people. Let's just say that they, you know, let's say they Browns it up. And they, and they, you know, that'd be a disappointment, you know? I mean, that, that'd be something that Browns fans would probably say, oh, man. Um, probably, but, but it, it, to more to your point, I will be one of those people that would pick them to win the division next year. Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you what, we can get to, we can get to that with our NFL preview. <laughs> we'll see. In, in we, September. <laughs> and actually, you know what, coming up probably after the Super Bowl, you and I should really sit down and revisit our predictions from the start of the year and see just where we were right and where we were horribly, horribly wrong. I was horribly wrong on the Packers. I think everybody was horribly wrong on the Packers. 
Yep. But I, if I recall going back, I feel like there were a couple of things that we were like, I think like Houston, I think, didn't we pick Houston to like win some division? I think, you know, there's some that we'll look back on and we'll say, hey, at least we were right there. I know the, the two teams that I picked that were going to have down years or they were going to not live up to expectations were the, the Falcons and the NFC and the Jaguars and the AFC. And that definitely turned out to be the case. <laughs> yep. But I said, we'll wait until after the Super Bowl for that, where football season finishes. Uh, depending on the games for today, we'll probably talk about them before the Super Bowl. Uh, Tony, just, you know, how about you make your quick picks to um, to see who's uh, coming away today? I'm going with the Saints, and God help us all, I hope the, the Chiefs win. You know, it's one of those cases where, I, yeah, I just – I just hate the Patriots so very much. <laughs> and I was talking with somebody on Twitter today, and I said, you know, I honestly, if the Patriots w- w- made it again, I don't feel like I would want to even watch, like, the Super Bowl. I'm just, I'm tired of it. Well, you'd watch it still in hopes that the NFC team will beat them. I mean, well, that's what, that's what, in theory why I would watch. But even after last year with the Eagles beating them, I just don't believe it would happen again. I just... You have to listen to the same story. I don't even know who has a Super Bowl this year, but you know, it's either Chris, is it C or is it CBS that has it or? Oh, um, yeah. I think it's it's CBS. So I have to listen to Tony Romo basically just cuddle with Tom Brady in bed and whisper sweet nothings into his ear for, you know, what, the 13th straight season? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Well, we will know one thing, or we will see a lot of memes of, is that Tony Romo will make it to his first Super Bowl this year. <laughs> you know what? I always feel bad bashing Romo, because I actually really liked him when he was a quarterback. I mean, he was a really good guy. He wasn't, like, super cocky or anything. So it just so happened that he played for a team that I usually, you know, root against under all circumstances. Oh, absolutely. Now, okay, so you made your picks, but let me just throw this out at you here. Right now, if I look at uh, mybookie.ag, which is a tremendous site if you like to do a little bit of sports uh, betting, mybookie.ag has uh, the Saints favored by three, and they have the Chiefs favored by three. So are you, with the spreads, who would you be taking still? Does that change any of your answers? Mm, I'm kind of surprised that those are that close. But I would still take the the Saints and the Chiefs. I think, I mean, here's the thing. I hate New England and the Patriots more than anybody else. I would probably, if I was trying to be a smart gambler, which, you know, you should probably always try to be, <laughs> I probably would take the Pats. You know, Are you going to so- hedge, you're hedging your bets now? Because if the, if you bet them, and they win, you make out on money. And if you bet and they lose, well, then you're still happy. I mean, sure, there might be a reverse jinx in here. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're telling me, you know, again, do I want the Chiefs to win? 100%. I mean, it's not even close. But I'm just so hesitant to bet against the Patriots, especially even before the Super Bowl. So I would probably say New England would just win straight up. And if they win, they're going to cover. So that doesn't matter. I am a li- the, the Saints-Rams, I do find that interesting. I think the spread being three, I mean, again, usually when the spread is three, that indicates that it's an even game. Like, you know, hey, usually you say the home team defaults to three, gets three points. So I would actually probably, 
I would take the Saints to cover that because I just think if the Saints win, it's going to be by, you know, 10, 13. I just feel if they really get going, they're going to just light up the Rams. But it, it could be the same way, too, with the Rams, like if they get going. I mean, it, <sighs> like that game could be a shootout. It could be, and that would definitely be a lot of fun. I mean, these should be two great games. Yes, and which yeah. I, which I feel like, even with the Super Bowl too, is going to be a barn burner. Yeah, where I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, that's kind of what's coming down the pike for us. All right, we made our official picks for the NFC and AFC title games. We'll come back with a little bit of a Super Bowl preview, and then after that, we'll probably wrap things up for football season. And see how we did with our picks and division winners and all that, and. Yeah, so it should be. We got the next couple of weeks all planned out here. So uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, This is Jeff Clutterbuck. And Tony Ferrari. And we are saying sayonara to you guys. (laughs) Have (laughs) Have a great rest of your weekend.